It's the start of a new year and we have to start somewhere. But where do we start? We are all facing different challenges. We have different goals, unique healing and development for our own self-growth. How can we set ourselves up for the best journey ahead, given everything that has been happening, especially in the last two years, having affected us all in some shape or form, large or small? In this episode, let's start here and navigate together to move forward. Welcome back, Soul Tribe, and I'm super excited to have a returning guest from Series 3. Do you guys remember the lovely, beautiful soul, Carla Divine, aka the Soul Coach? We last met and spoke with Carla on Soul Goals. What a great episode. It was so deep and moving for me, and I know for Carla, but I hope it was for you. And Ah, oh, it's such a great episode that if you've missed it, you can still check it out. And I really encourage you to. Well, today we're starting from where we are right now with a view to move forward. And I'm going to be talking to Carla about how we can do that. How can we do that together? What does that mean also for us individually? So who is Carla for those of you that don't know? Well, she's that got that gorgeous, sexy Derry Northern Irish accent based in Northern Ireland, the soul coach and specializes in life coaching and holistic well-being for mind, body and soul. She has a massive passion and purpose in this life to enable people who are soul searching to rediscover and reconnect who they really are so that they can live a life that feels good from the inside out. And that's why I really find this synchronistic alignment and synergy towards Carla. She genuinely comes from a very passionate place, having been on her own journey you know, whether you're start at the start of your soul searching or already on your path of discovery, she can provide inspiration and guidance and suggestions on aligning further to the calling of your soul. So this episode is called Let's Start Here. And we just had the episode last week on the vibration of 2022. And we left that in such a great place to open this episode. And I'm really excited you know, how can we be true to ourselves? How can we really understand where we are today? And we have to kind of map that, right, Carla? So tell me, what are your thoughts about Let's Start Here? Where should we start? So I suppose the inspiration behind us choosing the topic, Let's Start Here, is that we have to start somewhere. And we really need to start to reflect, I think, at the outset of where this last two years has taken us as individuals and us as a global community as well. So um, like you said, I'm a life coach. And this last two years, I have been out here in the world supporting people at this time. And for some people, this has been a really difficult time, Steph. For others, it might not have been just as difficult. But I want this conversation to be really inclusive. Because if there are people in need at this time of help and support and how to change or upgrade um, or manage these uncertain times, I think we need to start uh, at the grassroots of where maybe things are at for people. Um, and obviously, with being a coach, I have spent almost two years um, seeing into people's lives, seeing through their eyes, listening to their experiences, um, and just really getting to sense and experience um, their own unique journey at this time. So I just wanted to begin our conversation today just by acknowledging this and just taking a moment to reflect on some of the stories and experiences of this time, and then we'll take the conversation further. So as always, I've just prepared something just to really do my own clients justice or any conversations that I've had with people when they've shared their experiences with me both in session and just day to day I put pen to paper and I just would like to read this out and we have called it let's start here if that's okay yes please I'd love for you to start with with this piece and passage that you've written great so let's start here as we enter another year Let's start a conversation about some of the impact that the journey of 2020 and 2021 has had on the collective human race. Let's start here to highlight some of the more hidden impact that this very surreal time has created. 
Let's start here by opening up a respectful conversation that the impact far outreaches just hospitals, medical facilities and systems. It's all out here with us, all in our homes, our families, our schools, our communities and in our jobs. Let's start here to highlight some of the invisible impact that often does not make it onto the so-called newsworthy agendas. Older people living alone and fear and starved of natural human contact and support. Increased incidence of domestic violence, abuse, neglect, addiction and suicides during lockdowns and beyond. Increased anxiety, depression, panic and fear. People dying alone and family and friends traumatised by not being able to touch, say goodbye or attend funerals. Let's not also forget the toll on our nursing and care staff having to fill the gap for absent family and friends during those precious last moments of someone's life and all the other key life-changing events where it is only natural to have your nearest and dearest by your side for support. Families not being able to see each other for extended periods of time or not at all in some cases. And let's not forget our children, our next generation, whose lives and childhood experiences of school, home and play are changed forever and where fear, control and restriction are now the ingredients of their upbringing and development. Relationships breaking down due to the pressure cooker of stress and disconnection and the impact and stress put upon our business owners, services and the economy that is melting into the abyss. So the list could go on and on. But let's start here to highlight that some of the measures and the restrictions of this past two years have actually caused major impact and harm to our mental, emotional, physical spiritual health and well-being. Let's start here, Steph, but let's not stay here. In order to move forward, we must acknowledge and own where we are and also hold space for where each other is on this journey. So wherever you are at this time, each one of us is having our own personal human experience. So let's start right here, right now, with love and compassion for ourselves and each other for all our humanness during a mass global energy of fear, uncertainty, disconnection and control. Enough division, enough I'm right and you're wrong, that energy is doing no one any good. So let's come together and for a moment I'd invite you all just to pause all the outside noise and ask yourself, how do you want to show up for yourself in 2022? More of the same or do you want change? And what energy do you want to bring with you into 2022? So let's for today meet where we are all at and start a bigger, inclusive, holistic, useful <laughs> human conversation. So let's start here. The change starts with us. Carla, I'm ready to start. <laughs> that was beautiful. And, you know, you've captured probably in all of what you've said, it's going to, I really feel it's going to hit every one of our listeners in some way, shape or form, you know, it yeah. will highlight something that they've gone through, whether it was one of those points, many of those points, every one of us have had to experience something. I mean, life is an experience in itself, but the last two years have taken its toll in what we have had to confront in life. Things coming to the surface unexpectedly more so often than, than, you know, less, and things that we just didn't think we would be experiencing or having to face has now become maybe more of a normal thing or uh, the usual, more habitual, um, and not allowing us to maybe process what's going on. 
Um, you know, life can be happening so much, so fast, that we're going from one situation to the next, not even being able to take the step back and go, how do I feel? What, what are my needs? Does that yes. make sense to me? Um, do I need help? Can I ask for help? I can. No, I can't. Do, do you know what I mean? And everyone's probably feeling some sort of way that they're at a loss or they need some support or they need to talk or they need to hear this podcast and this conversation. Yes, yes. And I think as I'm listening to what you're saying there, um, people are possibly in survival mode, you know, on some level. And therefore, it's really like batting down the hatches and, you know, don't look outside, don't look outside of yourself, you know, um, and just just keep the head down and go along with things. So I know we're very clear that this conversation today, we're not going to get into the, the outside world picture where this is really directed at, at us and what we might be feeling inside here right now yeah. uh, in this time and this experience. And we're really looking today to, you know, start that conversation that might help someone understand where they're at on this particular journey, you know, and we're all going to be in different parts, Steph. And there's a, quite a bit of comparison with that as well, where people think, you know, I'm worse than them or, you know, um, or they're getting it too easy. You know, every, yeah. we want to be inclusive in this conversation. We really want to be inclusive in this conversation. But I really did want to just set that out at the start where maybe um, some of the uh things that are happening the topics that haven't made a real newsworthy agenda this mm-hmm. is real life this is happening inside people's homes yeah. this is happening inside people's heads inside their hearts you know um so I just think that the conversation will be useful to create awareness because whenever you can have information given to you uh in a neutral way and I hope this conversation comes across as and, and a, as a neutral conversation. We're not looking to cause division mm-hmm. or give opinion here. We're just looking to set up a stall where people can have some new information. Yeah. Um, the information can help them make an assessment of where they're at. And hopefully then that awareness can help someone then to start to look about how they can maybe change that. Because without awareness and understanding of who you are, you don't know what to change or where to look to create that change or to even what help to ask for if you were to want to ask for help, you know? So as we've discussed before, podcasts are so useful because not everybody wants to reach out to a coach or go to their doctor or talk to their family. And, you know, our kind of motivation behind doing this is that maybe listening to something might be helpful and if it helps one person we've done our job well absolutely and um there's so many things that were bubbling uh just in my mind as you were talking and just coming to me you know I do have some of our followers and listeners interact and I have done you know one-to-one sort of interactions where they're sharing feedback and you know and things like that which is lovely but they're ready to sort of share certain feedback or say, you know, this topic was really good because I went through this and they're happy to kind of come forward. Not everyone wants to do that. And some want to keep it to themselves. And that doesn't make them a bad person because we are all different. We're all unique. And that was what I was saying at the beginning. We're all with different life journeys. Um, We have different lessons in this life and different things that we, I feel like we've signed up for to experience when we're here on earth. It's one of the ways I see things. And, and and you said it quite rightly, like this comparison as well won't help us. You might, you know, someone might look at me, let me take myself because it's easier than, than talking about anyone else. Someone might take me and go, why is she so blasé about death? Did you know that I lost my mom eight years ago and it shattered my life? Yeah. And it was one of the hardest times of my life. And my whole world ended at that point. But I know that I wouldn't be in this position now of strength, that when death does hit the closest ones around me, I just recently lost my godfather. I was able to handle that news and he was very dear to me. I was able to handle that news. Um, you know, it was natural death. It was, you know, age and stuff, conditions, but, you know, not because of what was happening in the last two years. It was, it was part of his time. 
and he lived a long life, but I was able to accept it for what it was. Doesn't mean that I'm not sad about it. Um, but I've gone through a lot to allow me to be able to process this. It doesn't make me ruthless to the fact of what's going on. I've just, I've got to a place where there's a knowing in myself that I can process this and I can find solace in a peace with his passing. And I have my own beliefs and I don't feel I've lost him in any way. It's just, I feel that it's a transition of how he shows up in my life as I'm in a physical world and maybe he's in a spiritual. And I just want to share that because someone might look at me and go, oh, she's she's just cool about it. She seems, but you don't know what's going on behind closed doors and don't know if Steph's crying and Steph's going through this. And that's the same thing that, you know, someone could be going through a really, really tough time at this point because they've never really had to face death or major family trauma uh, issues, illnesses until this time because it's really like had a hit on their family or their close ones. Whereas another person may have had experiences with it and then later on they've been able to process it and now through this time they've got some more resilience. And so my my point here is is that this is where we can help one another because mm-hmm. there's and and you know then you talk about the mapping and I want to come on to that in a minute but when we map and I'm going to ask you some questions about that but when we're able to map um it's the awareness like you said it's going to give us some clarity of where we're at and also to look at our support system in that as well and we can help one another just because I went through certain experiences of death and I feel a bit more comfortable in my skin about how I deal with it does not make me any better or less of a person than the next or you, Carla. But it might mean that I'm the person that could be there of support to you, just saying, if that's something you struggle with. Or, you know, I could be suffering from anxiety to do with remote working or dealing with managing teams and coordination of really difficult work projects and you are really good at that or you've overcome things and you're able to just be hold space for me as a friend or as you know as a collaborator or even just with the podcast I'm just trying to give some tangible analogies that resonate for myself that I can you know say authentically on the podcast but at that point that point, sorry, about comparison, I just feel it's important and I just had to reinforce it. Yes, because comparison causes separation um, and it causes division. Yeah. Um, you know, so, and it, and it kind of has this feeling like that we're really separate and should stay separate, you know. But as I was listening to you there, and just to pick up on that, Steph, you know, you were chatting about the death of your mom eight years ago and, um, and and to bring that into I suppose where we're at now, like that, but that was a life changing moment, and I I can't put words to that respectfully, you know, around your own experience, but you know, real tough time, and something where your world changed, and um, for some people, what's going on in their lives now at the minute, it feels like their world has completely changed, yes. and that therefore. Um, there has to be, you were chatting about resilience. So those experiences had to give you learning and growth. And that doesn't mean that learning and growth is always positive. You could have been in the, in, in the, in, in the trenches before you ever were able to even chat about the learning and growth that you've had, you know. Um, and that that's, that's where maybe some people are at at the minute, you know, and that they are having an experience right now. Yeah. We want to create awareness of the experience that they're having so that they can build potentially some learning and growth for themselves mm-hmm. to help themselves through this really difficult, tough time or experience that someone might be having. And, and, and just to add on there, I mean, Steph, I know you know my background where, you know, this, this time hasn't touched, hasn't not touched anyone. Just because I'm a coach does not mean that I haven't had my own challenges and that I haven't had, you know, some triggers and some things along this last couple of years. Now, thankfully, because I was on my dark journey about 15 years ago, I have learned and I have grown and I have developed a toolkit 
that has allowed me to keep things like my home noise free from the outside world as much as possible keep it a sanctuary or when I am feeling a certain kind of way I mean because I had awful anxiety and depression you know um that thankfully hasn't raised its head at all during um this particular lockdown in this particular time but that is because of me having the experience of having that and then going on a search to self-help fix it nearly um and and that in itself now has put me in a position where I'm sitting in session helping other people now had this have happened to if this time that we're loving and, and we're purposely not using certain words Steph because we agreed we're not yes. using certain language it's yeah. not coming on the podcast but the listeners know what we're talking about um this if this had have been in my life 15 years ago if or 10 15 years ago I don't know what shape I would have been in. I do not know where I could have possibly have been because some of the stuff that's been going on would have really spiked my anxiety, my depression and and, and all sorts. So I feel really privileged and honoured that I nearly peaked with a really, really tough time years yeah. ago. Yeah. And my breakthrough, my breakdown of sorts became my breakthrough. And in that now... I'm in a position where I can hold space for people and listen to their conversations and listen to what's happening and be useful um, and a listening ear and and offer some information and offer some ways that can that can support people at this time. So what we're doing now in this conversation is just opening that up a wee bit so that yeah. people can hear something for themselves um, with the outcome of, you know, let's start here. We have to acknowledge where people are at we can't gloss over it right yeah, absolutely but let's not stay here forever because you know what we can't necessarily change the world out there we can only start down here it starts yes. us as um bizarre as that might sound to some people it starts the change starts inside you and if we yeah. can collectively start as I said, a useful, inclusive, holistic, and I want to come to holistic as well, Steph, um, conversation, um, I think that's a good starting point. Yeah, it totally is. And, you know, we just want to start here because we want to be able to help um, bring those thoughts and those feelings to the surface for you guys that are listening. Um, If this can be of any use, to say, okay, where am I at? And what does this mean to me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Carla, you mentioned everyone's everyone's kind of going in survival mode. There's a few things I want to say, and then I've got a lovely question for you. Just yep, a burning yep. question. But there's a, the, the, the whole survival mode. You know, the ego steps in when it's survival mode. And everyone knows me. I always talk about the ego because the ego is probably, if we don't, if we can't get a good understanding of our ego our ego just rules our world and that's not the way forward for us that's not the way to our own inner peace and our own inner contentment that the ego will go into survival mode can I cut on just two seconds just to add the point that there's a lot of ego um trying to control our world right now yeah and that's it so when you talk about divide and separation divide and conquer wars battles and I've said this before they have come because of the ego most of like a lot of problems in the world have come because their ego is battling each other the ego doesn't seek to find peace the ego doesn't seek to find consensus the ego ego doesn't seek to find collaboration and alignment and harmony right? You guys hearing me? The ego seeks to defend or attack, fight or flight. So if you're in this feeling of like, I'm backed up against the wall, I feel trapped, I don't know how to deal with stuff, your ego is going to act for you guys. And I'm, I'm saying this because I'm, I'm hoping that I'm going to hit something that might tweak or highlight for any of the listeners. And so what does that mean? Well, you might go to a conversation or you might interact with individuals, family or work, colleagues, whatever that is in your daily life. And you might be on the defensive. You don't want to open up. But deep down inside, 
you're really hurting about something, but you need to talk to someone about it or you need to express it and you're, you haven't got that outlet or you haven't found that outlet. So the ego just goes, no, 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 no. We can't trust anything outside. We just, we just need to defend. We need to defend. Or the alternative is I'm just going to go into attack mode and mm-hmm. I'm going to call Carla up. Just the example again, Carla, I just use us. And I'll just be like, Carla, blah, 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 blah. but really deep down inside, I'm going, Carla, I just need you to give me a hug, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm saying this to you guys because whether you're embodying embodying any of this behavior or you're actually being faced with these type of interactions from your circle, it's definitely coming from that survival situation. And so, again, there's also going to be maybe when you're mapping yourself, how does your inner circle look? Because you, the other thing is, is that we cannot, you know, allow ourselves. I mean, the most important thing is we cannot take it personal, the behavior of others. But if we're in a very sensitive place and a vulnerable, a very sensitive place, we will take it personal. I know I have many a times, you know, someone picks up the phone, calls me and they've got a bit of an attitude and then I'm in a pissy mood for the rest of the evening but why am I in a pissy mood it was their projection they're upset so we have to gain that intelligence the the knowing that it's not us it's them they're going through something maybe it's that they need us to say you're right so how can we start to shift the dynamic but again to what you said Carla we need to be self-aware and the Mm -hmm. more and more we become self-aware we understand our environment and, and things start to become much more easier to navigate and this is what we want to do we want to be able to try and help this navigation let's move let's move let's move so how are we going to move Carla you have this very cool like um audit like uh depiction that you use when you're helping to do the mapping in your soul sessions soul coaching sessions I was thinking that we could talk through this mapping assessment and this could probably be an exercise that the listeners can go away and kind of think about after this episode and before the next episode because we've got more more opportunities to do more sort of further um assessment let's say yeah so I think um for the listeners we'll start we'll keep things basic um and and easy to relate to and understand. Um, and I think that the probably the first thing to kind of look at is like, what makes us human? You know, what is the entirety of who we are? So we are made up of the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual parts of us. Mm-hmm. So I've got, a, I've got a lovely, um, it's a lovely um, Andean proverb that says, Everyone is a house with four rooms, a physical, a mental, an emotional, and a spiritual. Most of us tend to live in one room most of the time. But unless we go into every room every day, even if only to keep it aired, we are not complete, right? So I, whenever I'm working with people in here, I would ask them, you know, what's your main room that you kind of live in the most? Uh, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. Um, and most people, for most people, it's either kind of physical. Yeah. Uh, uh, mental, but it depends on their journey. It depends on their journey, I suppose, right? Um, but what's very clear to see is that people don't take a holistic view to their health, their wellness, or their just their inner balance, right? Yeah. Um, or even getting to know themselves. They're not exploring well, what does spirituality I mean? It's not religion, you know. At, yeah. Or what 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 does my um, emotional health mean to me? What what is it? My emotional health. Sometimes people ask me on here, well, what are you asking me that for? I don't even know what that is. And that a very 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 important part. Yeah. No. Very yeah. important part of who you are. But you know, Steph, back whenever I started my own self help journey, I was really really focused on. On it started with my physical health and well-being where I was feeling unwell, right? Mm-hmm. And then I was really focused on my mental room because I had anxiety and depression. So everything that went into that kind of room around understanding, you know, what was going on in my head. But I never yeah. once looked in terms of um 
healing myself or, or, or getting to a point where I felt complete or that I had moved on fully. I never once looked at my emotional health and I hadn't a clue what my spiritual health and well-being was. Yeah. So for people out there now, um, I would ask you, do you take a look and assess where you place most of your focus? So there's a wee bit of a caveat to that at the minute. So if we're tying this into the times that we're in, I'm trying not to use words, uh, lockdown, <laughs> restrictions, protocols, procedures, what have you. Um, we, it's very much focused in the physical room, yeah. right? Yeah. One room, it's looking at an illness and it's looking at the treatment of that illness. Okay. So some of the measures that have been used, in my opinion, right? So I'm very clear. I'm not speaking for everybody here. It's my opinion. And it's my truth. And I have observed it. So is that some of the measures that have been used, lockdowns, social distancing, restrictions on being with loved ones at a time of need, Mm -hmm. they have caused a lot of impact on the mental, emotional and spiritual health needs of human beings. Yeah. For me, that is a prime example of whenever something is focused too much in one space so the illness is in the physical room and the treatment is to contain an illness within that physical room yeah yeah but we are more than just our physical part we are physical emotional spiritual and mental Mm -hmm. so one part of life as 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 having an impact on the other three parts of who you are as a human being. And those parts are very low on the scale of conversation to be had now. And, you know, I'm hearing nothing but conversations about illness when I do put on the TV and watch the news. Very little about wellness. Yeah, absolutely. Very little about wellness. And there's a holistic approach to be had to, if anyone is going through difficulty, you have a problem, you know, you can have a problem out here in your physical life and your family or, and, 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 but you also need to look at, you know, what I think about that, you know, what, what's in my mental room about that? What am I thinking about this? What's in my spiritual room? What am I believing about this? And what, um, what are my emotions around this? You know, because it can be layers to you, um, problem solving. There's layers to you healing. Um, and there's layers to you becoming feeling whole and complete. It's not just in one area of life. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like, you know, what you've explained there in those four, like I almost call it like quadrants. If there is a, this massive focus towards a physical illness and it's only being sort of, it's, and even the solution to it is being focused there, but there's so much trauma being created and it's a benevolent, silent trauma. And I feel that everyone in some way is harboring some of this trauma and therefore any other existing trauma from childhood, any other wounds are being exacerbated in some way because of this. So some might be finding it even harder because those, those wounds have never really been looked at. Some are looking at wounds and then they've got a little bit more of awareness around it. Um, but definitely if you, if, if you're not able to process emotions, uh, under, be an observer, I like to call it like be the observer of your thought patterns. If you can't take a step out of your mind and watch how the mind, the ego is thinking and behaving, then you almost are just caught into this cyclical way of just allowing things to just happen in the pattern or in a cycle that you've just been accustomed to and that has now almost expanded to this new this new kind of dynamic of what's going on in the world right and so almost there's a a sort of a benevolent submission to that but we have the power don't we Carla yeah and we have the power we have the ability it, we can't control what's going on in the world, but we can control what's going on within us, right? And that we is powerful. Can. We can. And I think it's just that first point of making people aware 
And I'm not saying that people aren't aware, but there's not everybody that is. Because at one point in my journey, I just thought I was I had my physical body and had thoughts in my head, you know. Yeah. And just to make people aware that there are four parts to who you are as a human being. Okay. And don't get too caught up just focusing on one area and just be mindful and create awareness around maybe how some solutions or some ways of being in our life that we're living now be aware of how they may be impacting mentally emotionally and spiritually too and yeah. just at that point that you're making um these these elements belong to us we yeah. all we own and host our physical health. We own and host our mental health. We own and host our emotional and our spiritual health and well-being. It does start inside. Some people feel like um, it's, it is all out here. Yes, it can be events. Yes, things can happen. But what happens is, is that that there is received inside us. And what is inside us responds to what happens outside of us. Yeah. And forth and so forth but we'll not get too complicated um not make that too complicated um it's, it's great to kind of have a visual of that where I often draw out basically like a like a house cut it in four and put yeah. physical well, emotional and spiritual and put a wee roof on it and then <laughs> I write I write in each room what I do to support my physical health what I do to support my mental health my emotional health and my spiritual health I mean, if you felt it would be useful to, to give a few um, points, I will. Or if you felt we could use that in the next session, um, I'll be guided by you. Yeah, I mean, let, let's let's do it now because I think in the next – so I was actually going to say because I think what we want the the listeners to also be able to do is we've got some very exciting episodes coming up that are going to build on this and build on it in a way where you're owning your energy, owning your power, which is what we're going to talk about in the next episode. And by owning your energy and your power, you are the co-creator of your life. You are able to make that change. And with that, you also work with your own flow, with the universe, and you don't feel victimized by what's happening because you, 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 you feel and you reclaim that power that is your divine power from within and then that allows you to create the changes you want you may have dreams and goals for this 2022 and you might be facing blocks you know I'm trying to manifest I'm writing down these intentions blah 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 that there's lots of things that are happening in those four quadrants of the house that are pulling you back into these behaviors or patterns that don't align your energy to be in the best place to co-create uh, to yeah. create the expansion, to make space for the new to come in. So this is the foundational work, um, what Carla's talking about. And, you know, you can come back and revisit that house many times in your journey, right, Carla? So definitely yeah. let's let's go to it. And I wanted to ask you one, like, one thing is, um, can, for the listeners, can they put down like in those four houses, or four houses, sorry, four quadrants in the house, um, what, what are their challenges? Like what maybe emotionally, what is it when it comes to emotions? What do they think of? What comes to the surface? Because, you know, many don't want to pick on the guys, sorry. But so a lot of guys will say, why are you crying for? that? That's not good. And is crying is seen as a weakness, but it's not, right? If you're understanding and confronting that emotion and releasing it to then process it and move on. So, you know, is that worth also doing, Carla? Yeah. I mean, I think that's a great idea, actually, where a few are to draw out for yourself the four rooms and label them physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. Yeah. And set it up, set up one page that has where you feel there needs to be growth, where there's difficulty, where there's limitation, where there's problems, um, and put it in under each heading. And then what you can do, and, and I'll, I'll give some information on that now, is to look at some of the solutions on another page. Well, how do I address my physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health in a way that has meaning for me? Mm-hmm. So in a way, what we're kind of doing is, is um, creating your own pathway, your own kind of map to see well, where, where am I to start with? And actually what works for me 
to help me to get alignment in these areas. And actually what doesn't work for me as well is a very good point and start to start to be very honest with yourself and take some of the things out yeah. that maybe aren't adding to your alignment and, and your life. Um, but first things first would be just for you to actually maybe measure where do you, you put most of your focus? Is most of your focus on your physical health? Is it on your mental health? Is it on your emotional health or your spiritual health? And just just grade them one, two, three, and four, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. one being your number one and then a decrease in attention as the list kind of goes down. So one side of that, then you could then be deciding, well, you know, what would I like to change in this area? What do I need to do? So on and so forth, like we have said. But I'll just run through, maybe give people a few pointers and ideas that they can maybe add in to their own assessment of themselves, right? So what we're saying here as Steph, as whilst we've highlighted that the current times is really focusing on the physical illness solution and it's causing havoc and mayhem elsewhere i want to make the point that each one is equally as important as the other yeah there is there is no hierarchy um so therefore your your attention and your awareness and your focus should be streamlined across yeah. them all so if it was like a hundred percent there needs to be 25 percent focus of your time effort energy intention to each room yeah all yeah equal. Yeah, as as a good as a good standard, and then obviously maybe sometimes people have are at a part in their life where maybe they're really really invested in their spiritual kind of development, or they're really you know they're they're developing themselves emotionally, mentally, or they're training, and their physical world's taking over a wee bit more. But it can be flexible. But just to say, I can't you know divide it by four is a good place to start and put your focus there. So physical. What, you know, here's some of the ways that you can feel happy, healthy and aligned as a human being and meeting your physical needs, right? Your diet, exercise, mm-hmm. nourishing foods, yeah, hygiene, vitamins, water, developing a healthy mindset and actually looking after your mental, emotional and spiritual health actually benefits your physical health. Now, who would have thought of that? Dairy me. <laughs> right? Dairy, dairy me. <laughs> dairy me, right? So, um, who would have thought of that? I mean, you know, when we're looking at high levels of stress at the minute and how that suppresses an immune system and then we go running to fix the, the, the problem without looking at what might have filtered on before that manifested as a physical health problem, yeah. we need to back we need to rewind a wee bit but that could be a whole that's a whole different session right so mental how how to nurture and attend to your mental wellness and that room of your soul uh routine right mm-hmm. so there's a lot yeah. of uncertainty there's there can be a lot of uncertainty at the minute and that's having an impact on people's mental health so where you can develop your own routine and that can involve change and adjustment oh i have something there because we're in capricorn season and capricorn energy is such a good and carla you're a capricorn right <laughs> such a great energy for like structure and creating habits and it's it's cardinal energy meaning you know it's a very powerful energy to start a new formulation a new format so you could build this diagram of your four rooms in the house and that can be your sort of canvas for the year ahead rather than going I'm just gonna airy fairy pick these resolutions out because I'm not for resolutions I'm for something that has so this structure could be this mapping creates a a structure that allows you to have a routine brilliant love it And what it also will do, all of this, is when you put pen to paper, which is a very um, useful thing to do uh, for yourself, is that you're getting your own menu of what works for you. So you might be reading stuff online and you might be getting tips online and you might be reading books or what works for somebody else and they're telling you what to do. And then you try them and then they don't work for you and they fail and they make you feel worse. Then those aren't your things. So take them off your list you know, use what works for you and use what you have right here, right now. We mightn't have access to everything that maybe we have done in the past, but let's be resourceful. Yeah. Okay. Um, so routine, sleep, your mental health. If your sleep's not good, you know, that affects your mental health. Again, diet and exercise. 
like what you said, Steph, talk about your feelings, mm-hmm. ask for help, and also rest. Rest has a a bad rep. Sometimes it's lazy or I mean, yeah. rest is so important, you know. And whenever you think, if you think you're going about your day, and maybe some people are in survival mode all day and they're running the gauntlet and they're in work and there's loads of different ways of working and people are crabbit we say here crabbit with each other and bite, <laughs> the head <laughs> and bite the head of one another then you know what you might need more rest when you come home yeah you might need more rest at the weekend so if you want to if you want to sit in your pajamas um and take a rest albeit that you're you know that's not going on it's unhealthy yeah balance is key balance is key okay um practice the project on that one that one is so underrated the rest and um you know being based in London and it's much more probably crazier than Derry in some ways it used to be it was just a it's a rat race and the people everyone here just walks fast moves fast everything so when a lot of what's happened is sort of moved and shifted working from home and stuff it doesn't necessarily mean everyone slowed down they might have had to at the beginning and didn't like it and then as soon as they kind of got a chance to kind of get everyone's like, okay, out, out, out. Let me just book, book up my diary. And that necessarily isn't always the fix. It's about finding that balance. Yes, we need a human connection. Yes, it's important to get out there and socialize and stuff, but within reason, because the balance of having time alone, that time with self yes. will build you up to be the strongest version and the best version of yourself you cannot be the best version of yourself when you're always out and about giving your energy to situations peoples and circumstances right like other things and doing 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 just we are human beings we do need to allow time to just be (laughs) um and i think what we could maybe touch on in the next session too is um that we were forced to slow down and for some people that was a really difficult, difficult experience because it pulled a lot of unresolved uh, mental, emotional, spiritual stuff from the background yes. that was in behind the screen of busy life. And therefore, people were are afraid to rest because what's going to come up or whatever. But we'll, we'll just we'll just park. We'll just park that. But but just let's chat about just rest from the point of view of its function, which yeah. is to reset and pause. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, practice pause. Um, your mental health too. Um, hobbies, things that interest you. Um, connecting with others. Yes, we're having to do things differently. Like what would we not do with, without Zoom now, Steph? But actually, in some ways, it's been beneficial because it's made the world bigger. And in other ways, it's made for some people the world smaller. That maybe don't know how to use the technology. So we have to be fair to all. But connecting with others, whether that's left on the phone, whether that is, you know, sending a message, um, your mental health, to love in isolation and to be really disconnected, which has been a feature of this time. It's really important that we make a conscious effort to connect with others when that's healthy and that's good for us. Right, because some disconnect has been good for people during this time too. But again, um, we would need three hours to talk about all that. Um, and again, your mental health you must look after your physical and your emotional and your spiritual health for your mental health to be good. So yeah. you'll see that you need all parts of the of the quadrant. So from an emotional point of view, again, um, and that's one of the areas I really specialize in is, is helping people bring awareness to their um, emotional needs and their emotional well-being. And I've and I have down here awareness of, of self, self-awareness yeah. is so important for your emotional health. If you don't know yourself, if you don't know what's what's wrong with you, if you don't know why you feel certain things, so on and so forth, then you are almost powerless to kind of change it. You need the awareness of yourself, warts and all you know to be able to go there and know where to look to fix it um responsibility too you know that you have a responsibility with your they have good emotional um health I keep using the word health but it's it's one of what I can think emotional intelligence as well ah yeah I would include that absolutely but do they have good just emotional strength maybe yeah strength resilience uh, yeah uh, 
Uh, maybe maybe not health is strength for all of them. Um, that you need to have responsibility. And that means also responsibility to regulate yourself, right? Mm. So part of us becoming aware of ourselves and also being aware that everybody's on their own journey should breed some compassion and it should breed some pause and allow us to be able to kind of collage this journey together without being emotionally triggered by every single person, every single thing around us, right? You know that saying, choose your battles, choose your battles. Yes. Right? Oh, not everything, not everything needs your energy. So for good emotional health, you need to think about that. We don't need to be demanding that I'm right and you're wrong and you can't yes. have that opinion. I, I feel afraid and like, what are you, what's wrong with you? It's, it's a conspiracy or it's this or it's that or it's the other. You know, the, you're allowed to feel what you want to feel and you don't need to constantly be engaging with other people to make them wrong, to make yourself feel right. Yeah, you don't need to prove yourself, explain yourself. And and also I think in that, compassion is a big, is a massive um, high vibrational um, mm-hmm. thing that we can, in, we can embody as well and share. Yeah. Also being able to just listen without the need to respond. Someone might call you guys and just need to talk. And I know it's in us because, you know, if, if one of my good friends sends a voice note, then I naturally I'll send a voice note back. But sometimes, but, you know, I've been trying to train myself and this is where I'm at is how can I listen more to those around me? Because the more I can do that, the more I'm going to be listened to. We don't necessarily need a response. We just, we just want to be heard. I found out and I'll share this, that through my childhood, because my parents were still working on, and I love them, you know, but they were just doing the best they could do because they were not so self-aware they weren't able to hold space to let me be heard. So most yeah. of my childhood, I never was heard, right? Yeah. And goes to show why I was probably screaming to try and get my point across sometimes. Why do you need to scream? You don't need to scream. You don't need to shout. Soft, soft warrior. You don't need yeah. to fight for what is yours. You don't need to fight for what is right. It aligns. That It's a training, right? Within healing, we can only heal when we sort of identify with a behavior and then change that behavior or that pattern and keep doing it differently to then instill the new way of doing something. And then we've healed a past behavior pattern or thought, right? So I just wanted to share that because the listening. And so I know you guys are listening to us right now and can't necessarily respond, but, and this is great, but make sure that you have uh, a support system that allows for you to have a space to be listened to absolutely and like that connection of being able to reach out and also reach in and that involves listening and talking um and and and, and to be able to understand when it is important to just maybe let somebody speak and listen to them and also to understand where you don't always have to be the listener and that it's okay. So there's some people out there that, you know, pride themselves on being the strong one or, or saving face and they feel yeah. like they can't anybody else. And you know what? Everybody has got, you know, their physical, mental, spiritual and emotional parts. And there's nobody that doesn't have this inside them as a human being. So please, please don't neglect yourselves would be my message and just when you were chatting there Steph I was thinking we were back we were kind of saying physical health and then it was physical strength I think we should call it physical energy mental energy emotional energy and spiritual energy and how you what's your input output for that yeah I love that yeah Uh, Yeah. uh, that's more in line with our kind of language too as well yeah um so other ways then um, to work with and uh, supporting your emotional energy in a healthy way <laughs> would be, you know, stress management. Have a think about what is in your life. Um, people, place it, people, you know, actions, things, whatever, whatever's filling up your day that um, are their source of stress and how could you maybe manage that a bit better. And again, looking after all the other areas of who you are physically, mentally, and spiritually adds under your emotional health and well-being. Yeah. 
Just finally then, just really quickly, um, the spiritual part of who we are as a human being and your spiritual energy, you can source that through things like meditation, practicing gratitude, develop an abundance mindset instead of one of lack. You know, what do we have at our disposal instead of what's been taken away? You know, uh, choice of how you actually want to view your experience. Do you want to view it through the eyes of fear and control and worry? Uh, or do you want to look through the eyes of hope and, you know, belief and trust and faith and healing and awareness and learning, yeah. you know, yeah. entirely up to each individual and just other lovely lighthearted ways of, of, of connecting with the spirit of who you are inside of things like music and singing stuff, essential oils, candles, creating a nice high vibe space at home. Like you mentioned, people might be working at home. Like, okay, um, sometimes that mightn't feel ideal, but make your space as best as you can because yeah. that energy, that environment, you know, impacts your output then. Um, and just find your purpose and passion. And uh, um, I'm a big advocate for reading and learning, and especially at this time, being really just a sponge for all types of knowledge. And I'm really objective to hearing it all as I have to be as a coach as well. But when I have knowledge um, around me, I can then choose what's what sits well with my truth. Yeah. And that helps me to source myself and navigate myself inside these times, which, you know, I've had a positive enough experience to be truthful about it. But that's because of the the past been able to show me a way yeah through these times you know and And again I was going to say that that actually knowing yourself and what you said about trust that trust within yourself then allows you to know what resonates it's your intuition that you will start to harness more and more and when you are able to connect to your intuition you have the right emotional guidance system there the best of, of any kind, nothing can touch it. The best advice, the best um, navigation, the best calming system, the best de-stressor, the best is your own intuition. And that allows you to also discern because so much information is flying across the screens. People are saying this, saying that. You have the power within yourself, the ability to discern what resonates with your soul versus what doesn't and then that's your truth and no one and no one can't take that from you and nobody can validate or invalidate you only you yes and that is your sovereignty yeah that is your right for you to decide what is your truth and you know you're a hundred percent we're completely like wading through the toffee of information uh, with very little wisdom, right? Yeah, yeah. And really, we would be encouraging people now to, you know, filter the information that's around them, the conversations that they're having, the way that they make them feel, the, the thoughts that they ponder and think about from information presented to them and just start to tune in and trust your own soul and your own intuition. As you said, Steph, it's just like gold. I mean, it's a, it's, it'll never, ever fault you to trust your own intuition and wisdom. So that's, we'll just wrap that part up there that's I hope that's kind of give people a wee bit of food for thought when they're maybe reflecting on all the parts parts of who they are and maybe some of the areas that need a bit of work and then some of the ways that you might start to invest in the in your emotional energy your spiritual energy your mental energy and your physical energy because each one will ultimately support the other Yeah, I think that was a great um, coverage, Carla. So thank you for bringing your assessment of the uh, four rooms and the house um, approach, because I think that's a really great starting point. And if you guys learned from the last episode or the first episode of this new year, this is 2022. 22 is a master number. 
hands on pen to paper is a is very powerful right now we're big believers of the journaling anyway Carla Carla said it I've said it many times but there's other things that are really favorably um, aligning for us so not just 22 being that master number where you're putting a pen to paper will really be powerful we're in um just to remind you guys a venus retrograde in capricorn meaning your life in relationships relationship with yourself first relationship mm-hmm. with those that are nearest and dearest to you career finances all of it this is a time to evaluate it's not time to make the decision things will be coming to the surface your intuition might be buzzing you might be like i have this feeling just just listen, just just create space to listen. Don't have too much noise around you all the time. Use this time for introspection and and use that to do the the exercise that Carla was just talking us through. That will help you. There'll be some real gems. Imagine pulling that together in this month of January. Powerful time. Forget about making New Year's resolutions. This is the way forward, guys, right? This is is what's going to help you then set the intentions to then really manifest the best year ahead for you and create that great year ahead. And also, because I can't help it, there's also the uh, the Mercury retrograde that's coming up and it kicks off on the 13th of January. So it's just underway. Um, so we've been moving from the shadow to Mercury. You might have been finding problems in communication or just things that like Slightly a little bit difficult in Wi-Fi signals that me and Carla had earlier. <laughs> That's the shadow. But also it's here, it's a gift. And uh, usually the retrograde is, again, for Mercury. It's a time to don't make big decisions. Don't go just plowing out there. So my point is, is these first few months of this year are really energetically and astrologically and numerologically, whatever, kind of thing. <laughs> Is, is, is urging us to really do self-introspection, reflection, evaluation. So take the first quarter, um, using a business term here, but let's take Jan to March. Let's like use this time now. Let's really start mapping ourselves. And in our next episode, we're going to talk about how you really own that energy. And Carla is going to be back to yes. talk about this. And and what that means about owning our energy and protecting our energy and being the be- doing the best we can for ourselves at this point in time of where we're at in our journey. Yeah, um, one of the main uh, things that I share and that I want anyone that ever works with me as their takeaway is to be more aware of how they can take responsibility for the energy that they create and share with the world. Right. So that ties in lovely with owning our energy and creating awareness about who you are, what vibe do you bring? But also maybe, you know, the work I do with people is the why. Well, why might I have that vibe? Say it's a lower kind of vibrational or negative vibe, because obviously people do want to um, raise their vibration. Um, So owning owning our energy is going to be a, a great session and then around creating awareness around that. And then hopefully some tips for people too to be able to learn how to protect their energy and also take responsibility for the energy that they share um, with the world because it makes a massive difference and a huge ripple effect. Well, I'm really excited to get into that conversation. So, guys, with that being said, I am truly grateful for you, Carla. Thank you on every level of saying yes to being a resident, saying yes to this episode. I couldn't have thought of a better way to kick off the new year than to have three, yes, I said three, so guys, be prepared, three episodes with Carla. So this is the first of a trilogy that we are featuring in this series five. Make sure you stay tuned. The next one is Own Your Energy, and the one after that is The Universe Has Your Back. So yep. Carla, thank you so very much. And I know you're going to leave us with some words of wisdom and some final thoughts, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just wanted to say thank you very much, uh, Steph, also for inviting me in to have this conversation as well because of what we have spoke about can reach anyone and help them. 
um, on that on that very kind of small way, then I am delighted. So to finish up, um, we had kind of discussed that no matter what is going on around us in the world right now, we have choice um, about how we respond to that. Um, for some people, they might just think they don't have a choice and it's very automatic. And that might seem like it is, but what the reality and the truth is, is that inside us, inside here, we do have a choice about how we want to, to respond to what's going on around us. Yeah. And there is this lovely parable, this lovely teaching, which I think really um, it just says this very, very well. So I'll just, I'll read this out as well. So a Cherokee elder was teaching his grandson about life. I have a fight going on inside me, the old man said, and it's taken place between two wolves. One is evil. He is anger, envy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority and ego. The grandfather looked at the grandson and went on. The other embodies positive emotions. He is joy, peace love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion and faith. The same fight is going on inside you and in every other person too. So the grandson took a moment to reflect on this and he looked up at his grandfather and asked, which wolf will win? And the grandfather replied, the one that you feed. That was beautiful, Carla. Thank you so much for sharing the proverb. Yeah, it's, it's a good way to, I suppose, paint the picture that we do have choice inside of us. And the, you know, the wolf that we feed will be the one that grows. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's get started with planting these beautiful seeds to grow the, the right plant aka the right wolf in our lives and for 2022 and with that being said I would like to thank you again Carla and our soul tribe for being here for the second year in a row for this new series and for your time your energy and your support love and light everyone goodbye